Welcome back to another episode of the Switch Central Podcast. So today we're going to be going over our weekly recaps and we'll also be doing our um, project our picks for all the awards right now um, at this point in the season. And before we get into it, uh, we have a special guest on today, uh, our good friend Travis. Uh, introduce yourself, Travis. What's up? I'm Travis. Uh <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, dude, that's our boy Travis. He has a lot of nicknames, but we know him as the biggest Alex Caruso fan in the world. So, um, I mean, is there anything else you want to say to the audience? Nah, I'm good. <laughs> All right. All right, then. We'll just jump into our weekly um, recap. So, for me, uh, I really didn't tune into that many games this week, to be honest, because I was kind of busy with a lot of schoolwork. But... Um, I think the biggest thing that I took away um, was I feel like the Pelicans are I have no clue what's going on with them and I feel like sooner rather than later they should you know make any, an extreme decision like you either ride with this team or you blow it up because Free Lonzo yeah I don't know Lonzo doesn't look good um, I mean a lot of YouTubers, uh, a lot of like analysts in general, uh, they kind of already noticed this about Lonzo. But um, like, I, I feel like I'm just kind of piggybacking off of what they say. But Lonzo isn't just being—he's not being utilized in New Orleans uh, correctly right now. Um, this just—you know how like Lonzo is one of the best passers in the open floor, and you know that means you know you gotta go on the fast break a lot, and that's how the Pelicans should play. You know, very fast pace. Um, you know, push the ball in transition. You know, that's when Lonzo really operates at his best, but they're just not playing like that right now. And it's really concerning to see, you know, the coaching staff implement this system where you're forcing Lonzo to basically play in the half court. And he's not, like, terrible at that, but, you know, he's not the best either. And, you know, you're forcing him to operate off of, you know, plays in the half court. And then you're at a point where you have to rely on him to set himself up for a shot, maybe. And that's just not how Lonzo is really, that's not his play style. And, um, you know, Eric Bledsoe, Lonzo Ball backcourt, backcourt, that needs to stop by now. I don't understand why they're still starting. Uh, their starting lineup is still like that. It does. It's not working because you're not, you don't have two elite shooters out there. And, you know, if you're focusing an offense around Zion, I mean, which you should, then you can't really have them to play together in the starting lineup because they're not going to stretch out the floor as much as you want them to. And um, Steven Adams as well, I don't, he doesn't fit with his team right now. It's just kind of sad to see. Like, they have talent, like, they have individual talent, but it just doesn't mesh well together. So I feel like when we talked about um, projections, uh, standing projections before the season started, um, you know, people might question why um, we would have the Pelicans outside of the playoffs because they're like, oh, there's a lot of talent on this team. But I feel like those question marks are really popping up now. It's just the fit, the spacing, the fit in general, and not utilizing players to their strengths. And you're kind of playing off of their weakness. So I think the Pelicans need to come up with the decision pretty soon because you know if you're gonna try and compete you gotta make moves now but if you're gonna at least um kind of accept the fact that this team right now isn't gonna go far and you know hold up then get get 
be in a situation where you're um, set for the future or you're get letting the young guys play. So that's that's my biggest takeaway from this week. Oh uh, yeah, I want to add on to the Pelicans thing. They've had terrible defense. Yeah, like absolutely terrible. I'm on Basketball Reference right now. They're actually a bottom five defense in the league, and they have defensive players, right? Like Lonzo is a pretty good, uh, what do you call, on-ball defender, perimeter defender. Brandon Ingram is solid. Steve Adams is a good post defender. Eric Bledsoe was just all defense last year, I'm pretty sure. So it's not that like they don't have the talent. I feel like it's a lot on the coaching staff to where they need to find the defensive scheme that like uh, helps out or like that correlates with the player's strengths. On defense, especially. Yeah. <laughs> the points there. Yeah. If you lose to the Timberwolves, who don't have Cat, I mean, you, you should know. Yeah, that, or that's the end of Russell. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty much, like, the selling point there. If you're losing to a team like that, where the best player is basically, like, Nas Reed, or, <laughs> I don't even know. Was Malik, did Malik Beasy play yesterday? Uh, he did play, but Nas Reed was the best player yesterday. Uh, Nas yeah. Reed was definitely the best player there, but I'm telling you, if, if those two guys are their best players on that night, on a given night, dude, you got a problem if you can't beat that. So, yeah, it's kind of disappointing to see. Travis, do you have anything to say? Yeah, I've watched some Pelican games because I have Bledsoe uh, on my team. And it, it seems like... Uh, like Lonzo and Bledsoe, they just, like, stand in the corner a lot and don't really do anything. And, like, I feel like, like, Brandon Ingram's good, but, like, if you're going to have Lonzo not do anything, then he's kind of useless on offense. Yeah. I, yeah, definitely. If you're, yeah, you can't rely on those guys to be, um, a sh- have a shooting role. Cause that's not how they play, so, like... That's just that's just it's just a disappointment in general. You have so much talent, and these guys can do so much with the ball. But if you're forcing these guys to play off the ball, then it doesn't work, especially for Lonzo's sake. So it's a little tough to see. You guys want to talk about the Nets? Yes, <laughs> definitely. Man, two back-to-back L's against the Cavs, and then uh, they almost lost. A depleted team. Uh, Miami, a depleted yeah, team. Miami Heat team. Who, who's missing? Like, Jimmy, they're missing Tyler Hero. They're missing a lot of players. And yeah, I I think this shows, right, the, their defense is, like, what we were worrying about mm-hmm. when the trade happened. And they're really missing Jared Allen, I would like yes. to say. That dude, I, come on, I've been saying this since the trade happened. Their interior defense was gonna suffer so much without Jared Allen, and ever since that trade happened, every game you just see why um, Jared Allen meant so much to that team, dude. DeAndre Jordan isn't is washed. Yeah, look, I yeah. see people saying, "Oh, look, he's looking so much better now with James Harden." And I mean, what center wouldn't benefit from a guy like James Harden, who uses so much pick and rolls? And you know, you're gonna obviously feed off of James Harden, but DeAndre Jordan is not good defensively. He's not gonna bring that much value compared to Jared Allen. And you know, if you if you're playing against a center like Bam and you put a forty one like that, 
I can't imagine what Embiid and those guys are going to do in AD. They're going to absolutely feast. Like I said this last week as well, but they are going to feast off of the Nets defense because they're just a, such a lack of interior defense. And perimeter defense-wise as well, Kyrie and Joe Harris can do, only do so much. And Bruce Brown is like their only above-average defender, I feel like. Besides maybe Kevin Durant, but like just the interior defense at the end of the day. You can't stop the big men. And that's just, you know, pretty big. That's yeah. a pretty glaring issue. You, I mean, Jared Allen was feasting in those two games against the Nets. Um, he put up crazy double-doubles. And then Bam had the 41-piece um, yesterday. So, I mean, if you can't stop, you know, those big men. And they're very good. But, you know, the more dominant big men in the league, I have no clue how the Nets can go far at this point because it's such a glaring issue right now. And that's what you know, ultimately led to their losses against Cleveland because they put up the points, that's for sure. But, you know, they're just giving up too much, so. Yeah, Colin Sexton went crazy, too. They had, like, 40-something first game and then 20-something again. Like, I don't know, they don't have any, like, their bench is also really suspect, too. Like, mm. losing Karis LeVert and then Spencer Dinwiddie's out for, I think, the rest of the year. They're not going to have that much. And especially if James Harden is playing the way he is, then, like, I don't know. They're going to have to rely a lot on Kyrie and Kevin Durant. Yeah, we just talked about this, like, before we start recording, but when James Harden's with the second unit, he needs to be, like, looking for a shot more. He's He shouldn't be, like, passing to Jeff Green as much, like, who, Reggie Perry. Like, he should be finding his shot, like, especially when he's on the court without KD and Kyrie. Yeah, and um, now we we look forward to the playoffs, right? And um, in the East, like, when the trade happened, I was, I, we were talking about the defense, right? And then now you're going into the playoffs against an Eastern Conference with so many like elite big men, right? The Embiid, the even the Sabonis is definitely gonna bully you, and then uh, Vucevic can like definitely take advantage, like all these big men, and like if you have such a talented big three and no depth, like you can't outscore that. Yeah, this is this big three is different than the big threes we've seen before because um you look back in the Warriors dynasty, they had depth. That's the key thing too. They had depth. The big three in Miami when they won two championships had depth as well. They had the right pieces too. So that's this is the I think right now the biggest issue with the Nets is that like aside from the defense it's just um the the three superstars that that they have, they don't really fill in each like missing gap of the team. Like when you look at the Warriors um dynasty, you know there was the defensive anchor in Draymond. You have the offensive you know fire fire power in Curry, KD, and Clay Thompson. And when you look at Miami, there's the defensive anchor. And you have a you know one of the most elite um perimeter defenders in Dwayne Wade. You had a defensive anchor in Chris Bosh as well. But you also have offensive air power in LeBron. And LeBron can hold his own defensively. But this Brooklyn Nets trio, none of them really have that defensive prowess. So that's... that's KD. You know, yeah, but KD, I mean, you know, you can only rely so much on KD because KD really can't guard 
you know, fives. So that's kind of the big issue. So, um, I mean, I just feel like the big three, we overhyped it, obviously, at first. And, you know, they, they could prove us wrong, obviously. There's still a lot of games and time for them to you know, figure things out. But you know, I think that they're just missing that, um, that they're missing those gaps that they need to fill in, especially the defensive side. So, um, I mean, I don't have much else to say. I'm just happy that um, Bam took over. They were like Hakeem Olajuwon yesterday. And um, I also want to thank James Harden for kind of letting Miami get close because there were so many <laughs> possessions when he could have easily just shot it and made the lead go from like 6 to 10. But then he would just pass it up and it would be a turnover. So, you know, I hope he can figure it out soon. But, I mean, I have no clue how, you know, what the end result's going to be. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Any other takeaways? Oh, um, go ahead. Okay, um, you know, obviously one of the teams I've been paying attention to besides the Lakers is, um, the Warriors. I've said this many times, um, because, you know, Steph Curry, second favorite player, um, they're one of the most inconsistent teams I think I've ever seen. Like, especially defensively, like, it just doesn't seem like they know what they're doing, really. And, like, I don't know, bro. Like, their offense, another inconsistent, like, part of it is their shooting. Like, with Curry, you'd expect to have, like, such a good shooting team. But, you know, like, all the other players, they're just not hitting their shots. And, um, you know, you just got blown out by, like, 20 against the Jazz, but it was like 40 at one point. Yeah, also they got blown out by the Knicks too. Yeah, dude, it was so <laughs> they beat the Lakers. Yeah. I think the Lakers, it was more, I mean, obviously you have to give props to the Warriors on that, but I feel like it was more of just the Lakers letting, you know, they stepped off the gas pedal. It kind of really slacked off. I felt like um, watching that fourth quarter, I just felt like those guys were kind of they were just too much at ease, so you know the Warriors took advantage of that. But I mean, I have no clue what to say for the Warriors because I don't really watch them. But I mean, Curry can only do so much at the end of the day. So Kelly Oubre hit his shots consistently. Andrew Wiggins hit his shot. It's just, I mean, those are all their guys. If Clay Thompson was just, he, oh man, I can't imagine what it was like. Would it be like if Clay Thompson was playing? Can would be a much happier Warriors fan. Yeah, Absolutely. you know. <laughs> also, like I, I had high hopes on Steve Kerr coming into the season. You know, like what he, how he was gonna adjust, um, with such a different team, right? But I don't think like he's realizing, like how bad of a shooting team this really is, like inconsistency wise. And then you have like a bench lineup where he's putting Kelly Oubre as the primary scoring option. And that's just never gonna work. Like a lineup with a Wanamaker, Ubre, and then like some randoms off of two K. Like it's just not gonna work, bro. Hey, yo, put some respect <laughs> on my boy Juan Toscano Anderson, bro. Put some respect <laughs> on it, bro. Oh my god, I have no idea what he's doing. He needs to get Wiggins <laughs> more involved, I think, because Wiggins, like, um, you know, first of all, I need him to do more for my fantasy. 
And um, also, like, he's much more efficient this year than previous years, and he's a lot more confident. So I think they need to start putting Wiggins with the second team instead of Ubre. Have that actual consistent scoring option. Good point. Do you have anything to say for the Warriors? Uh, not really. I haven't, I haven't been really watching them. Yeah, I'm but. the only person who pays attention to them. <laughs> yeah, because, you know, curry, curry. But, um, yeah, I only watched um, the, whatchamacallit, Lakers game, so I don't really know much what, what to say for them this past week. But, I um, mean, shout out to Steph Curry for coming number two. All-time corners uh, made, so... Congrats to him for that, even though they lost that game by a lot. That's something to still celebrate for, I guess. So, I'm sitting for that. Travis, you got a team you want to talk about? Um, I think the Utah Jazz are really underrated. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I've been watching a lot of them because I have Mike Conley and Donovan Mitchell. But, like, they've won, like, they're on, like, an eight-game, like, winning streak or something. And, like... They're at, no, no, they have a lot of good players. Yeah, last last week, right? I said how I haven't watched a single one. So this week, I made sure to watch two of them. I watched the or I watched one and a half. I watched the one against the Pelicans, and I watched the first half against the Warriors. But then it was like thirty point blowout or something like that. So I just turned it off. But yeah, the Jazz are because the Jazz are like they're still really good defensively, right? But I think. What's helping them a lot is that they're, I'm pretty sure they're the best three-point shooting team in the league right now. And it shows, especially during the Warriors game, like, they they kept having open threes and they kept making them. Like, it was, it was nice. The Jazz are legit. Yes, uh, that's like the whole takeaway. They are a legit team. It's not like these wins are, you know, you can't critique them. They're winning convincingly, so... I mean, they are a legit team. We, uh, I slept on them. Honest. Um, prove me wrong. I'm very... No, that's cool. <laughs> See the Jazz like this because I feel like it's been like, what, three years now where they always start off so slow in the first half of the season. But like they're starting off really strong. And I to give a lot of credit to Quinn Snyder for that. So switching up to... I think Quinn Snyder is ultimately accepting a more modern offense. And... Um, the guys are just hitting their shots, so if they just keep this up, they're looking like a very, you know, promising team in the West, so shout out to them. Yeah, and um, I was high on the Jazz last year, but not this year because, um, you know, they did play so mediocre last year, but um, this year especially because I did predict them to be like the 8th seed or something, and that's like mm-hmm. very disrespectful now that I look at it. They're They're like side pieces. Because Donovan Mitchell is doing Donovan Mitchell things. Gobert is pretty much the same player. But um, Conley is picking it up big time this year. And also Jordan Clarkson. He's he's doing amazing this year. Yep, couldn't say it any better. I know, exactly. I'm, I'm, it's ha- I'm happy to see Mike Conley playing like how he did in Memphis. And it's really good to see because I thought... Um, what happened last season was kind of indicative of what his of what the rest of his career was going to look like. It would just be like a, a regressing, you know, end of his career. But you know, I'm really happy to see him putting up basically 20 again, and you know, 
sleeper. He's not, not, sleeper. Not, he's still a sleeper. Like such a sleeper in like uh, amongst the community. Like no one really talks about. Um, you know, like no one really appreciates Mike Conley as a player. Oh, I mean, I hope that he gets more respect because he's playing really good this season, and he's a big reason why the Jazz are the second seed right now. So. Yeah. yeah, I know Travis loves how Mike Conley's playing right now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, he's been pretty good. Okay, I mean, you guys have any other weekly takes, um, re- uh, like takeaways from this past week? I mean, nothing really extensive, but I did want to point out that the Knicks have the best defense in the league right now. <laughs> like, and I don't really know how. I mean, like, they have good defenders, but no one that's really, like, a defensive player of the year candidate in my eyes. Really? Mitchell Robinson? Mitchell Robinson. Robinson. Yeah. He's is not, he not he, a No, he's not candidate? my top three. He's not in my top three. Oh, yeah. I didn't have him in my top three either. Yeah, but he's not, he was but like four. He's, no, you know, he's known to be a defense, like a raw defensive beast. So, I mean, he's, he's obviously a great defender, but he's not, like, he's not a, a, like a depoy candidate. But still, I think he's a very good defender. But to your point, no one really stands out beyond Mitchell Robinson to me. You, like no one would ever think Julius Randle would be really good on defense or anything like that. Same thing with RJ Barrett. But Tom Thibodeau, like, he just has a really great like sis- defensive system. So they're all playing really good team defense. You know, that's what it comes down to. So yeah, he also plays their starters like forty minutes. Forty minutes. Yeah. So I mean, <laughs> they're gonna all get ACL. Gonna get gassed. But if they make it to the playoffs, they're all gonna be so gassed. So let's see. I mean, that's what happened to... Uh, that's kind of one of the reasons why Derrick Rose might have gotten injured, so... <laughs> Hopefully, no one, that doesn't happen to any of them, but... I mean, shout-out to Tom Thibodeau. I thought... To me, I thought he was kind of outdated um, as a coach. Like, when you see his... um, Like, before he was on the Knicks, like, seeing what he was doing, it just kind of felt like... On the Timberwolves, it just felt like he was kind of... It was over, in a sense. Like, it just felt like... He didn't have the, the knowledge, or like he didn't have uh, the capability to adjust to a modern, um, the uh, uh, changing landscape of basketball. But he did a good job. He's doing a good job in general. Just keeping the Knicks at five hundred. <laughs> it's funny to see how the Knicks fans are cheering so much for that because they haven't had this much success in a long time. So it's pretty funny to see. But yeah, was doing a good job. Yeah, I think. Is there any other team you guys want to talk about? I feel like the teams that I want to talk about, I have, or like it will be included in yeah. the awards yeah, talks. Yeah. yeah, I don't have any. <laughs> I mean, I, I I can't really talk about the Heat because no really ever really won, so I don't really know what to say. <laughs> but <laughs> I mean, because I don't have them in any, I don't have any Heat players in my thing. So I I, I was like, this is my last last chance to talk about them, but I don't have much to say. So, I don't have much. Yeah, I, don't have any the key, I mean, the Heat are missing like their best player uh, and probably their third best player. When too, is he coming Jr. back? I really, I don't understand why what's taking Jimmy so long to come back. Because like, I didn't hear anything about him having COVID, but I don't understand why he's still sitting off for so long. Come back, please. <laughs> We're six and nine. I this is so sad. Just come back. Already worse than the Raptors right now, bro. 
Yeah, the Raptors are five and six in their last, or they're five in their last. They won five in their last six games. Ah, uh, it's because they're they okay. They beat Miami. Miami should have won twice instead of once, but whatever. But still, Miami should be at least like five hundred right now. The one for all of this. Okay, I know, I know, I really don't have anything else to say. Uh, so we'll move on to our um, award picks now. So. Or do you want to do players of the week first? Yeah, just quickly. Oh, sorry, sorry. Yeah. We'll just do player of the week. Honestly, let's just sure, go one by week. one. I don't like. Don't even discuss it. I because I feel like Walhall, we're gonna have the same people. So, sure, so I'll just go from what I see on my screen. So Travis, you can go first for your Eastern Conference player. Uh, I got Joel Embiid. I have Joel Embiid, and then Justin. Uh, I I thought that you guys would have Joel Embiid, so I picked Trey Young. Young. Okay, and then Shion. I I thought you guys would have had Joel Embiid, so I picked Trey Young. Okay. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> Never mind. I thought it would all. I thought it'd be unanimous because Embiid's been killing it. So, Trayon. I mean, he looks a little more confident now, and I think I hopefully he starts picking it up. So he had a pretty good week. Yeah, they're three and zero yeah. this week. He had a pretty yeah. good week. That was a pretty big so, thing. Yeah. 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 I, I feel like there's like even if Joel Embiid is the obvious answer, dude. Like you have to just go with him because. My goodness, he's averaging almost 38 points this past week, and he had like 38 points and like 12 boards. Yeah. And I did they go? Did they win all their games this week? I can't remember. I think so. They're either 3 and 0 or 3 and 1. Yeah, because they beat the Celtics twice, and then. Um, yeah, I have no clue, but. Beats, and beats the reason, main reason why. So. Yeah, he, I feel like he was like the no brainer, right, Travis? Yeah. Much. Yeah, yeah. I, I just felt like it was too obvious. Yeah. I want to show love to Trey Young, and I considered going because we slaughtered him. We slaughtered him for not playing well. So yeah. I'll praise him like he does play well. Pretty much. All right. So um, we'll go to Western Conference then, and then I'll go the other way around. So Shayon. Oh, um, you know, like it's pretty generic, but I'm a, like you can't deny what Jokic does, bro. Jokic, okay. Yeah, you know, you know, I'm a big Jokic fan. But since you pick Jokic, I'll go with Kawhi. Yeah, I'm going to go with I'm going to go with Donovan Mitchell. Interesting. So everyone had oh okay then I have we both those guys on my team. Travis, yeah, and and Justin. Um, I mean, Jokic obviously is killing it still. I he's like Jokic is just doing Jokic things right now, and. Kawhi, uh, to be honest, I didn't watch any Clippers games this week, so I don't know what Kawhi's been putting up, but... The last three games were all 30-point games. Oh, yeah. oh, what the... And they yeah. won, yeah, they like won all the games, right? He's been balling for me. Yeah, they're on like a 7-8 game win streak, something like oh, that. Oh, man. Yeah. I mean, I think that's kind of the main reason why I chose Donovan Mitchell, too, because they're on a huge win streak, and he's the main reason why, so... Not bad picks at all. Yeah. Alright, now time for the exciting stuff. Yes, let's go into the main Awards. main part. So we're gonna be talk uh gonna be uh what is it, talking about our picks for um all the major awards as of January twenty fourth? It's twenty fifth. Twenty fourth. Twenty fourth. It's twenty fourth. Um we'll just start it off with the MVP. So No, let's start from the Let's build it up. Let's start from the back. Start from the bottom. So what's your <laughs> Rookie. Yeah. Uh, or coach. no, coach of the year. Coach of the year. Coach. Yeah, because uh, it's one we barely talk about. We don't need to talk about. Yeah. It. Um. 
me, my pick right now is Quinn Snyder, and then have Doc Rivers, and then I have Frank Vogel. Mm. Mm. Yeah, I have Doc Rivers as my number one, Frank Vogel, then Quinn Snyder, and I have Tyron Liu as an honorable mention. Interesting. <laughs> That's funny. Why oh, are you laughing, man? Interesting. <laughs> Okay. But bro, I swear if you have something crazy, Shayon. No, I it's not crazy. I don't think it's crazy. Like, okay, first I have Doc Rivers, okay. right? Um yeah, second good I have Nate Bishort B- Yeah, Pacers, Pacers head coach. coach. Yeah, yeah, the Pacers, Pacers, coach. Pacers yeah. coach. And um then I have Quinn Snyder. Alright, not crazy. It is pretty good picks. Yeah, I think I'll go Quinn Snyder, Doc Rivers, and probably Frank Vogel. Like, yeah. I guess it's based yeah. on record but like, like yeah. the 76ers they've had to like they don't have like the players that the Lakers do so I think that gives more credit to Doc Rivers Agreed <laughs> Yeah, um, agreed I only chose Quinn Snyder because he completely exceeded my expectations uh, I'm pretty sure he exceeded a lot of other people's expectations the fact that they're the second seed right now and they're on you know their offense was rejuvenated. So, I always thought of Quinn Snyder as more of a defensive-oriented coach, and then the offense would kind of just come along with it, but the fact that they are able to do both so good this season is pretty remarkable. So, I feel like he's like, he's like, there's not a huge gap between one and two right now, but I feel like you have to give it to Quinn Snyder right now. And, um, same thing goes with Doc Rivers. Uh, a lot of people criticized him, um, you know, for what happened last year. And I think he's got a good team around him. He knows how to use those guys um, to their strengths. I mean, look look, look at the season Joel Embiid is having right now. And then Tobias Harris is playing a lot better. So, you got to credit that to Doc Rivers as well. And, I mean, the Lakers are, aren't they still first in the West? So, yeah. yeah. I mean, there's a reason why Frank Vogel is still like a top three coach of the year. And then... Um, yeah, I mean, that's pretty much it. Yeah, I'll show some love to Tyron Liu. Um, he, what do you call it? he made the adjustment on offense to have uh, Paul George be, basically be their point guard, and that's made, like, the the ball off-ball movement a lot better, and, yeah, they've just been winning because of it. Yeah, um... You know, you guys basically hit all the points, but um, you know, I did pick the Pacers head coach Nate. Um, you know, just because of how he's like maximizing pretty much everyone on the team right now. Um, Brogdon's having a career year. Sabonis is having a career year. Even Miles Turner is having a career year. And um, yeah, basically everyone's playing really well, even though they have like um injured players and like Oladipo's gone. Like they're still one of the best teams in the East. Yeah, good pick. And that was a good pick. I think I mentioned him as a sleeper. Yeah. Before the season started, so I feel kind of good about that. But that was a good pick, Shion. And oh, we'll move on to Rook of the Year then. So I feel like, yeah, this is uh, significant. So um, I think we'll just do, we'll just say our like our number one pick. Wait, which one are we oh. doing? Rookie? Yeah, Rookie of the Year. Yeah. I feel like so, we should have the same top two. By far. Yeah, okay, so yeah. I'll start with um start with Justin. Yeah, so top two is just Lamello and Tyrese Halliburton. Yeah. I feel like that's the that should be the consensus. Yep. Then the yeah. number three I have is James Wiseman. Yeah. 
because even though he's had some, he's shown like bright spots, right? Even though he's had some low spots, but he's he's still been pretty really solid for the Warriors. Yeah, I mean, I had the exact same top three. Yeah, same. <laughs> um, but, oh, really? Yeah. yeah. I to be honest, this rookie class has been kind of whatever. So, yeah. um, for me, when I was making the list. I think Rookie of the Year was the easiest to make because Lamelo and Tyrese are easily the top two rookies right now. And to be honest, I don't think there's that huge of a gap between Lamelo and Tyrese. I feel like Tyrese could win Rookie of the Year um, if you know if we go later down the season. But Italy at number three, right? There's only like such a small handful of people that would be considered there. You have Anthony Edwards. Um, and then James Wiseman, but then outside of that, who who else really is there to consider? Because um, Bro, I didn't even know. consider Anthony Edwards. He's <laughs> shooting like thirty five percent from the field. Yeah, yeah that's no, true. So I bad, like no, but like you just have to think about him because he's like still the number one pick. But yeah. um, outside of you know them, Tyrese and Lamelo, who really you know you consider like Sadiq Bay? Like I don't know Tyrese Maxey. There's really not many choices. Patrick Williams a little bit. Patrick Williams, yeah, he Patrick Williams is and I think he's he should solid. be in the conversation as well. But yeah, he's solid. But like ultimately James James Wiseman was like pretty much okay. It's pretty much a no brainer there too. Yeah, I feel like a lot of the rookies this year aren't that aren't that impressive because most of them aren't like the number one option on their team. Like in previous years, you know, like John Morant, he got his own team. Zion kind of got his own team, and then like Luca and Trey Young got their own teams. But like but all the top rookies, they have like other players to compete with, so like they're not getting like all the time, I guess, and like they're not having the ball in their hands. Yeah. yeah also, they had the they they probably or what you call they had the most trouble like transitioning right due to all the COVID stuff. Yeah. So most regular rookies, right? They have like summer league. They had like the longer training camp, but then this rookie class was almost just like thrown in to the NBA. So yeah, it's gonna take longer for them to adjust. Yeah. Also, I do still have faith that Wiseman's gonna win it eventually, just because I think his biggest problem right now is his fouling. Um, he only plays like under twenty minutes or something like that because he gets so many fouls, and again, that's attributed to like what you said with training camp and um. Uh, summer league, and also he only played three season, three games in college. Oh yeah, I forget about that too. This man was disqualified to even play college ball. So James Watson basically was not playing pro- like competitive basketball for like over a year. So. Yeah, so I still think he's gonna pick it up. Yeah, I don't, I don't think know. there's any like, way he wins though. I, I don't I think, think there's there a is. way. I don't think there is a way I he can win is. because he's gonna develop. Oh, like, would you guys agree with this? Besides, I don't think Shannon would agree with this, but I feel like one and two right now, there's not that big of a gap, but two and three, there's a huge gap for me. I think in overall talent, one and two, there's not a huge gap, but like based off of like numbers and stuff, there's a pretty big gap between Lamel Ball and Tyrese. But then, yeah, those two are like on a different island compared to everyone else. Uh, I don't want to be mean to, but like, that's just how I feel. Yeah, rip killing haze. <laughs> oh my god! The <laughs> okay, biggest dude, miss like, ever, bro. Oh, no, god. I still, have, I still have, I still have, uh, I still have faith that he's gonna 
to a good player. I don't. I don't think I, it'll take time, but this no, season, he got injured. I don't know. Before, before he got injured, before like, he got injured, even when he was playing, playing like, he was putting up like straight duds. Duds. It was like <laughs> five points a game and then like four turnovers. It was so bad. And, uh, it's hard for rookies or like especially it's rookie point guards to of transition. Like if we remember Trey Young, he was terrible in the first few months, but then he picked it up. And I feel like killing Ace will do that later on, and that he'll be a really quality NBA player. Okay, but I don't want to be mean, but I don't think. Trae Young was killing Hayes bad. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> like, killing Hayes just didn't look right. He wasn't shooting efficiently at all. He was turning the ball over so much, and he couldn't score much. But I'm not saying killing Hayes is going to be a bad player, obviously. But I just feel like it's a little like different. Because I know, obviously, rookie point guards, they have the most to adjust to. When you look at guys like Lamelo. he's, you know, the point guard. But he's obviously struggled as well. I just feel like killing Hayes was really, really disappointing. I mean, it's only been, he's only played like less than a month, so I'll still give him time. He'll become a good player. Yeah, no, I'm I'm definitely not saying he won't be a good player, but I just feel like what we saw was very, very disappointing. Yeah, I know. Oh, yeah, for sure, for sure. Credit. You have to give him benefit of the doubt, but still, it was really disappointing to see. Okay, um, so that's pretty much it for rookie of the year. So then we'll jump. I'm surprised to- you didn't mention Precious at all. Wait, why would I mention Precious? He's been solid. He's been playing solid minutes. and he's, he's, been... He's, he's very good. I really like Precious, but he's not putting up numbers that help you win Rookie of the Year. Yeah. So, yeah. That's the thing. That's what Rookie of the Year comes down to, if you're putting up numbers as a rookie. So, Precious won't do that. He had a solid yeah, game stretch for me, though, in fantasy. He has great... He has a great... Um, he brings great value to the Heat, though. I really like Precious. I mean, 7-5 and five really won't win you Rookie of the Year or put you in the conversation, so... Yeah, um, we'll move on to most improved, so... Let's do six man. Let's do six man. Okay, let's do six man then. I feel like it's a unanimous number one pick, our number one choice for six man of the year. Really? Um, I feel like someone might have a different... Really? I have... I feel like there's a definite top two, I think, in my opinion. And my number one guy is Jordan Clarkson of the Utah Jazz. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I feel like yeah. <laughs> that should be a concern. I thought someone, I thought someone might have like Chris Boucher. Oh, dude. dude, how can you deny 18 points per game as not being six man of the year right now? That, yeah, that's true. Jordan Clarkson is what Lou Will has been for the past like five years. Um, and Jordan Clarkson is doing, he's shooting pretty efficiently as well. And he's, you know, huge scoring boost off the bench. So I'd give him um, the nod right now for six man of the year. Alright, alright, I'm glad we agree. <laughs> is Christian Boucher still coming off the bench, or is he starting now? Yeah, he has not played. Yeah, he still yeah. played like four minutes yeah, okay. <laughs> when the game started. Just so want to make sure. Like... Yeah, and I have Boucher as my second guy. I do too. Yep. Yeah. Oh, wow. Alright, we're all in agreement. I feel like the third one Third one was kind of hard. Third one was kind of hard. <laughs> third one is a little... Alright, I don't want to go first this time. Someone else go. I'm kind of thinking still. Okay, um, I'll go just because uh, DeJounte Murray, like, he just recently got out, but when he was playing, Patty Mills was a bench player. He's been balling, bro. Like, oh, yeah. yeah. Patty Mills has been. As a dad, Patty nice. Mills, is, he goes crazy, dude, sometimes. No most random nights, he'll just score, like, 27. Exactly. Crazy. 
He's just that um, sparkly. That's a very good pick. Yeah, he, yeah, that's pretty much what he just shoots lights out sometimes. So crazy. Um, I have. I take back what I said when I said that um there were no heat players in my list. I had Dragic there. I, I completely forgot. Sorry. Hasn't Dragic started a lot of games though due to them being? He only he started three games now because of what's been going on. Oh, okay, yeah. He started. Um, I think he started one. The he started both Raptors games and then yesterday. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I thought he started more for some reason. Ah, uh, but yeah, I just have Dragic there. I can't really think of anyone. Anyone else? Yeah. I have Terrence Ross of the Orlando Magic. Oh, he's coming off the bench. Yeah. Bro, yeah, that's what I was so shocked Bro, about. I checked the... it, and he had zero games started. Damn. They're starting Dwayne Bacon, James no Ennis. Way. Dwayne no Bacon? Way. <laughs> like, yeah, they're starting like no those way. players over him. Oh, that's crazy. No, he, he fell off, though. Yeah, he did kind of fall, but still. I have him. <laughs> yeah, early in the year, he was balling. Yeah, he was averaging like 20-something points the first week, and now he's getting like mid-teens, like but like, and he's shooting like pretty bad. Yeah, he he's like so far he's been a budget Jordan Clarkson. Budget Jordan Clarkson. Yeah. <laughs> okay, dude. Uh, this is one thing about Terrence Ross that people don't appreciate, dude. That man gets like most tough buckets. Cause when I watched the the Magic and Nets game, Terrence Ross hit the most tough shots. I've, like, I like like you usually see like players not attempt those kinds of like tested two points, but he makes them and he shoots them first off. And it's like Terrence Ross gets such like tough buckets. It's kind of insane to watch, but I mean, it's pretty much what he does now. I remember you guys remember when like when he was on the Raptors, people <laughs> knew him as a like a Derrick Jones Jr. kind of guy, right? Dropped he would just 50. get dunks. Dropped fifty he would that just, one no. game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when well, he said when he dropped fifty, or, <laughs> oh yeah, whatever, one time. But like, I always thought of like. Back then, you think of Terrence, Terrence Ross just like a dunker, but now he just like a shooter. He shoots. Oh, he shoots. He's a shooter. He just, that man just gets buckets. So yeah. that's a good pick. Travis, you got someone? Um, I don't really. I think Terrence Ross is pretty good. He's averaging like fifteen points. I'm like, yeah. nice. Yeah. Yeah. Also, honorable mention Montresero. Mm-hmm. I just didn't think yeah. he had good enough stats over the other three. I had a lot of yeah. honorable mentions. Um, All right, let's hear them. Let's hear them. Um, I had Eric Pascal for the Warriors because he's probably their most consistent player. Like he had like I think like ten straight games where he scored Warriors double digits. Fan. He scored <laughs> double digits in like ten straight games, and um, there were like a couple games where it was like really close in the fourth quarter, and um, I can't believe it. like he was pretty much the closer. I'm being dead serious. Like. Against the Lakers, he led that comeback. And um, against the Bulls earlier in the year, he also led that comeback. So, yeah. Also, Monte Morris, because he's another consistent player. Um, Halliburton came off yeah. the bench. Um, yeah, Halliburton's a good pick. Yeah, he's kind of their glue guy. You know, like, he's just, like, really solid passing-wise and, like, really good shooter. And he's, like, I'd really... I think he's better than Buddy Hill. Yeah, he's doing better than Buddy this year, which is really bad for my fantasy. And um, also LaMelo. Alright, two rookies. Yeah. Even though LaMelo should be starting. 
by now. I mean, Turgeon, she is balling. That's why. Yeah, but how about the other dude? Devontae Graham. <laughs> He's shooting 30-something percent, bro. Yeah, yeah, I think they just what they call it, they want Lamelo with the second unit, so he he has like freedom to do whatever he wants. All right, we can move oh. on. Let's go on to most improved player then. So, ah, uh, this one consensus top two. Yeah, consensus top two. I'm just curious about the order. Um, so I'll start off. I have um. Let's see, I have Michael Porter Jr. and Bam Adebayo as my... What? I'm kidding, I'm kidding. I'm sorry, that was a bad joke. Oh um, I have Jeremy Grant and Christian Wood. That's, it's, come on, it's pretty obvious. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Did that order? Yeah, that's my order, actually. I had the yeah, opposite. Me, Jeremy Grant won. Wow, I had the opposite. Yeah, Christian... What did you have, Travis? J- Jeremy Grant and Christian Wood. Ah, okay. Uh, I, I don't know. Oh, uh, Here's the thing with, like... um, For me... What really put Jeremy Grant over Christian Wood was, and it's not just the stats, but I feel like the narrative is a big part too. Because when Christian Wood signed with Houston, I feel like the consensus was, oh, he's gonna ball out, he's gonna have a, he's gonna eat, right? Because we all, everyone was kind of believing in what Christian Wood did in uh, Detroit in that like, the last two months. <laughs> Besides yeah. the Pistons. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, this Christian Pistons suck, but like when you like what people saw from that, they believed in Christian Wood and they're like, okay, he's gonna do good things, right? So then people aren't as surprised with what Christian Wood is doing in Houston right now. But with Jeremy Grant, not a lot of people were really not a lot, not a lot of people bought into what he can do. You know what I mean? I feel like when he signed that contract, people were saying, What like what what is he doing? Like, does he really think he's the number one option? Yeah. I felt I thought like that was majority of people's opinions towards that signing they were like jeremy grant isn't worth that much and all that stuff but he's putting about 24 points yeah and he's he's leading them to a 313 record (laughs) (laughs) you gotta give it to jeremy grant i feel like the narrative is like the biggest thing that pushes um him over christian wood for me i'm pretty sure christian wood he increased his points by like 10 Jeremy Grant increased it by like 12 or 13 or something like that so that's basically the only reason why I had Jeremy Grant over Christian Wood yeah I can see it and you know Jeremy Grant he's also like leading the league in 20 point games I'm pretty sure oh yeah I saw that yeah that's crazy over like LeBron and stuff yeah dude James Harden wasn't even that list I was so shocked to see that because he's been terrible bro (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I mean, that, that just shows you like how like disappointing James Harden has been. Like, bro, he's not even on like the top ten list. Are right, you want to go to number three, guy? Oh yeah, I forgot about that. Uh, um, this one, I honestly I wasn't sure. I have two guys. I'm thinking of. I, I honestly wasn't sure. I gave it to Chris Boucher because I might be a little bit biased to Chris Boucher, but I gave it to him. I have two guys. I have. I had Chris Boucher, I had Colin Sexton. Yeah, I had Colin, yeah, I had Colin Sexton. Yeah, no no Jalen Brown love? Bro, I had him as an honorable mention. I wanted to put him so bad, bro. You don't know how bad I want to put him. Oh, yeah, bad. I thought about Jalen Brown, but I feel like... Yeah, he might have been too good last year. Yeah, that's the thing. <laughs> and then, like, this season, they started off without Kemba, and then there were some games where he didn't play without... Oh, he played without Jason Tatum, so... Of you know, I don't know. 
I felt like the situation was a little different from the other guys, so I, I couldn't put Jalen Brown in there. But and that still that doesn't, doesn't that doesn't go against how good he is because he's good. Yeah, he's really good. Yeah, love I'll him. Yeah, I don't know. I ha- you just had to give the Colin Sexton though because you know, the Cavs are. I feel like they overachieved, even though they cooled down definitely after the first like five games. But come on, that forty bomb. Uh, what was it? A 42, 42 point game against Brooklyn, dude. Colin Sexton is just a bucket. It's crazy to watch him. Yeah, play like that. And his most impressive thing is his efficiency right now. Efficiency. Yep. Yeah, he's shooting so good. I don't know. It's like. He's become such an exciting player to watch now because I feel like he's been so like underrated for in his first two years, but now it's like holy, Dexland is you know taking the league by storm. So yeah, I don't know. I just had to mention on Sexton because he's playing really good right now. So yeah, I think the only reason why I put Boucher over Colin Sexton was just because Boucher had played like I think every single game so far in. Con Sexton was like injured for like two weeks or something like that. Yeah, yeah I can see it. Okay. Alright. Deep boy? Yeah. Let's go Deep boy. I think right. for me, like, wait, before. I uh, I think we should have like Sean or Justin or Travis, uh, anyone else start, but um, like for me, the weirdest thing, uh, weirdest like list to make was Depoy because none of the names that I predicted in the beginning of the uh before the season started are really really on this list except one so I think this was the weirdest list to make um yeah. but um Travis who is your number one pick um, I feel like mine really doesn't have like any order but I think um I'd say Miles Turner, probably. He's averaging like I think he's averaging like four blocks per game or something. And then I'd say Anthony Davis and Rudy Gobert. Mm-hmm. I do not have Miles Turner in my top three at all. Damn, I have him as my number one. Oh really? Yeah. What the heck? I went. <laughs> I went into like I researched advanced stats for this right? because I feel like that's what. Uh, yeah, <laughs> 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 I feel like yeah, that's what Depoy is uh, like. I think there is most reliant on advanced stats, and Anthony Davis. I have him at number one because the Lakers are actually still the best defense in the league. Oh, wait, I thought it was the Knicks. Second, second best. Second, yeah, they're are second. They second best. Oh. Yeah, uh, I thought the Knicks were the number one defense. Oh yeah, the I have. Anthony Davis, I have Rudy Gobert, and I have Mitchell Robinson. So mm. I still have a Knicks player. What the heck? Top <laughs> oh, uh, I have a very weird list, I guess. Uh, I Not really. I have AD at number one, and then I have Larry Nance Jr. at number two, and then Miles Turner. Oh, yeah. Interest- yeah, Nance Jr. is balling this year. Larry Nance Jr. is a... Wow. He's over yeah, Drummond, though. Over Drummond. I feel like what? if you want one... If you want someone from the Cavs, I feel like Drummond's probably no. Because I, I, I was watching the I was watching the Cavs game and they were like Larry Nance is like second and like or first and like deflections or something like that. Yeah, I think he's top two and he leads the league in steals right now. And then, um, I just watching the Cavs uh, the Nets game, I was amazed at how much 
Larry Nance plays like he can um what is it golf like you know passes and he like deflects so many uh, you know he steps in the lane really easily and it's kind of like, it was kind of shocking to me because I never really thought of Larry Nance as like a you know a defensive beast like that but he plays really good defense so stats back it up too I feel like so I don't really I didn't look into the stats beyond um basic you know, statistics obviously but. Larry Nance, from what I've seen and what I've heard, is he's doing very good defensively. I have to give a nod to him. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he was top. I think I would. I want to say top ten in defensive win shares. But yeah, I wait. I like Larry Nance. He's on my team. I, he's one of the reasons why I'm very good at steals. But yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I want with Turner, bro. He's. He's balling for my fantasy, bro. Oh my god, he's such a stud. Like, and not only like, (laughs) and not only like blocking wise, but like in passing lanes too. I think that's pretty underrated. Like, he's averaging one and a half steals per game, and um, like he has that Gobert effect, but he's like actually better. You know, like Gobert, Gobert slander, Gobert slander incoming. Yeah. Because, Relax. Nah, he's even when no. the even when the Jazz are good, still go bare still Yeah. Oh Damn right. Um. Yeah, right. Yeah, bro. Turner, he's just such a like. People keep testing him at the rim, um. But he just keeps like sending them away. Now those guys have balls. Like those guys who try to test AD and like Miles Turner. You guys have balls to do that. I know. I mean, I feel like you have to mention Miles Turner. There's no way you couldn't put him in this list. No, I have him as an honorable mention. Just... <laughs> no, no, no. He had to be like top three, though. I couldn't see anywhere he, him being outside of the top three. I mean, Mitchell Robinson, apparently the Knicks are number one. I thought the Lakers were number one, but yeah, Mitchell Robinson leading the Knicks in number one defense. And then uh, AD, I feel like AD... I feel like AD and Gobert are both both uh, really good picks too because Gobert, the Jazz are I'm pretty sure top five in defense too, and Gobert is a really big part of it. And AD's on the Lakers with the second best defense in the league. Yeah. Also, I'm gonna be even more biased, like for my honorable mentions, because um, I had Jalen Brown and Kawhi Leonard because. Um, Kawhi, obviously, you know, like, he's one, of, he's been one of the best defenders, and, you know, he's one of the league leaders in steals and everything, but also Jalen Brown, ever since, like, I've been noticing more and more ever since uh, he clamped Pascal Siakam in the semifinals last year, that he's, like, one of the best individual defenders I think I've seen. Like, his IQ isn't that high off ball, but, I mean, one-on-one, like, he, he's just really talented defensively just want to fanboy a bit more oh wait also update the utah jazz are actually number three in defense so i actually had the person from all the top three teams interesting all right it's an mvp time unanimous top two yeah, thinks so. yeah, probably should be. It should be. I think we all have the same number one too. Yeah, I hope so. Isn't it Embiid? Yes. Yeah. 
Oh, Steph Curry. Yeah. I'm kidding. Not SMB. No, I think what I found is crazy was that when MB plays, the 76ers are actually 12 and 2. And then the they're 12 and 5 because the three games he didn't play, they lost. Yeah, he's he's monster. Yeah, this dude, like Ben Simmons. This is the Embiid is proving why he's the he should be the uh, cornerstone of the franchise. Oh my Facts. goodness, he's, he's doing so good this season, and I don't think there's much debate. But yeah, Embiid's number one right now. I think our number two should be the same, right? Oh yes, yeah, it should I hope be. so. It's another Jokic. center, right? Yep. Yeah, Jokic. And the centers, dude, they're taking over. I have no. LeBron. Uh, Damn. Get out. Get out. No, I third. <laughs> Bro, no, you guys no, know no. I'm the biggest, like, uh, I'm probably one of the biggest Jokic fans, right? But LeBron's, it's the number one seed, LeBron. And then LeBron's. No, I'm LeBron's second one. I'm yeah. Jokic over him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm Jokic number three, but. I mean, I think the. LeBron, like, he hasn't missed a single game yet. They're thirteen and four, which is the best record overall. Where even though Jokic, they they are the five seed right now. They're only nine and seven. That's I think the biggest reason why I have LeBron above Jokic. Hmm. I don't really know what to say. Jokic is putting up triple double still. So yeah, I, I don't know. And a twenty, what he twenty nine points and twenty three rebounds yesterday. Yeah. yeah, but he was struggling. It wasn't until overtime where he actually started picking it up. <laughs> he only had like 17 points. Oh my god. No, I just... I, I don't see why... I can't see why you can have LeBron up there, but I don't want to have LeBron up there. Um, Who do you have third? I have KD third. <laughs> oh, bro, relax. Okay, come on. He's, I think... I I wouldn't have Katie because he's he's missed so many games too. He only missed one game. Didn't he? Oh no, no, he missed. Oh, he missed that whole week because of COVID, right? Yeah, and he missed like a couple, like three or two or three games because of rest. Yeah. Don't worry, LeBron is right there though. He's he's almost number four right there. I could switch it honestly. Should I switch it right now? Katie and LeBron. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, LeBron at three. There you go. All right, who's uh, Sean Travis, who's your number three? LeBron. LeBron, Sean. Damn, really? Uh, I just went with the generic uh, Giannis pick. <laughs> but Giannis hasn't even been that good this season. Dude shot one for ten from the free throw line in one game. He's like, a free throw shooter, but like, I think we've just set the standard for Giannis like so high that like when he's averaging 27 and 11 and great defense, like that's just disappointing now. And the Bucks are still the second seed too, so it's not like they're even doing that bad. Are? Shoot. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, the East is kind of doing trash right now. For being honest. Hey, yeah, the Sixers conference—they got hit the hardest though by the COVID thing. It's not like. Yeah, that's true. Like Tatum, like. Like yeah, the Sixers got hit hard. The Heat got hit hard. The Nets kind of got hit hard. Um, the Hawks. I know that's injuries actually, but like the Bucks. The Wizards got hit the hardest. Yeah, the Wizards got hit really hard. <laughs> <laughs> Wizards yeah, I feel like suck. in the West, in the West, there wasn't much talk about the team. Oh, like the Grizzlies right now, but I, don't I know. still don't understand why 
the Grizzlies are considered a Western Conference team. You know, why are yeah. the Pelicans and Grizzlies still considered Western Conference teams? I mean, I guess they have to keep it even, but like they're so like. Yeah, they're bring they're back like Seattle. The East, bro. Bring back <laughs> Seattle. We don't need I mean, Memphis. Dude, if they expand, dude, that'd be so cool. I would love to see a Seattle team. Or like, how'd that work then? If you bring two new teams and they're on the West Coast, do you relocate those? I think they'll, they'll probably just have one East Coast, one West Coast. But if they had two, two what do you call it, West, I feel like they'll probably just move either the Grizzlies or the Pelicans. Yeah. I think the Pelicans should just come back to the East. Well, no, they never were in the East. Right? Should definitely. I feel like the Pelicans should be in the East, though. Make it easier on them. Hmm. Down to the playoffs. Isn't that what the NBA wants? Yeah, I, I want to give... Uh, honorable mention to Paul George because the the Clippers are also being or have also been really good and he's honestly been their best player so far this season. Really? Dude, MVP G thirteen, bro, come on! I still give it to Kawhi over him. No, I think the craziest thing with Paul George this season is his playmaking, dude. Oh my goodness! Yeah, been- they're like, yo, you're playing point guard, and then. He's been he's been going crazy. Yeah, he's been going crazy. Like I literally just I didn't check fantasy at all one day, and then I saw I was like, wait, okay, so he had twenty nine points. I was like, okay, cool, but twelve assists. I was like, wait, what's this for Paul George? Thing you never heard of. I think it's pretty cool to see in a rule like that now. So I I would I'm just ha- happy the Paul George slender has died down. But it's gonna pick back up. No Paul George we should no see in the playoffs. Yeah, I'm gonna wait until the playoffs to slander him. Yeah, no, you, you can't really talk much in the regular season. You just gotta wait till the playoffs. Yeah, but I feel like if we're gonna slander him that much, we should at least give him praise when he's doing well. That's true. I don't see that much praise for Paul George right now, but then if he has a bad game, we'll all clown him for that. Yeah, that's why the media sucks, bro. Yeah. I swear, you, you guys remember that? Um, that... Clippers and Phoenix game like a couple weeks back where Paul George got in like a argument with um the Suns players and they were all like calling him names and stuff and people yeah, were just calling Paul George for that like oh like oh they <laughs> called you blah 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 and it's like oh you're such a bad player but I think Paul George had a really good game that yeah, game yeah he had like 36 or 38 he had a, yeah he had a really good game then but no one talked about that how he dropped a 36 uh, point <laughs> game he's like oh dude you got called like a like a soft like some word by Devin Booker I'm like oh my goodness the media, dude, just social media is cruel. Crucif- if you make a mistake, you're crucified. Where? I mean, at, at least it's positive. I just like, I don't really care. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, that's why he disabled his comments ever since, no. ever dude, since the playoffs. He, dude sets himself up for failure. That's why. Calling himself playoff P. And then, like, <laughs> they, yeah, that's, like that's, that's a bad shot. Playoff P, bro. <laughs> Bro, wait, did you guys see Damian Lillard dropping shoes that were inspired by yeah. OKC colors? Bro, he's savage for that. Yeah, it, it's just Paul George, like, he wouldn't have get as much slander if he didn't talk so much, you know? That's true. Who are the most hateable players in the league right now? Patrick Beverly. Facts. But he's the that duo. Grayson Allen. Oh god, I hate that weasel, bro. Oh my god, it's so annoying, bro. School threat. Go 
Gold, Goldberg. I thought Goldberg still. Oh yeah, go screw Goldberg. Goldberg, screw Goldberg. I mean, look at Shaq. Literally, I mean, oh, Shaq hates on everyone, bro. That's Shaq hates everyone, bro. That was so. That was so dumb when um when he told Donovan Mitchell how like he's not good on live television. He's yeah, saying, that was so awkward, bro. He just that was fun with I. Yeah, Donovan Mitchell just honestly, Donovan Mitchell. Did, that's just the way to respond to something like yeah, that. Yeah, he responded to it perfectly. Okay, like and what do you, what else do you want me to say? But that was so awkward. Like the, all the other guys didn't know what else to say after he was there. Like, oh, okay then. But Shaq, Shaq just hates the new generation now. I guess he's an old head. Oh, the old head, dude. Did you guys see how? Did you see Karl Malone hating on Zion Williamson because he's saying how like he doesn't play enough and he's soft for that? <laughs> At least not a pedophile, you know. <laughs> yeah, like, hey, like, yo, you're worrying about the wrong thing right now, my guy. Like, oh my god, no, dude. Carmelo has no rights to say that Zion Williams should be playing 40 minutes a game. Dude, he has no rights to say something like that. He shouldn't be saying. I feel like Carmelo might be the most hated all time. He should be. He should be, rightfully so. <laughs> bro, honestly, until Mike Corzumba made that video about him, bro, I, I don't think anyone was slandering him. Like, I don't yeah, think, I don't think many like, people knew. That's yeah. the thing. And then the yeah. goat himself, Korzemba. I know. I never heard about that too. Because like when you you first get into basketball, when you think about Carmelo, you think of oh, you know, the '96 Jazz or like the Jazz in the '90s. Yeah, number two all time in scoring. Yeah, number two all time in scoring. He's so dominant. But then they're like, okay, when you hear Carmelo nowadays, just anything besides basketball. So yeah, he got canceled, bro. Yeah, he got canceled. <laughs> but, yeah, I don't know. I feel like it's just funny seeing the Paul George slander die down in this case. And I, I'm sure, I can, like, we can guarantee it. If he has one bad shooting game in the playoffs, oof. My goodness. Twitter's, <laughs> Twitter's going to have a You can't even have, have a good shooting game, right? It's just if it, there's one shot that hits the side of the backboard, Twitter's <laughs> going crazy. Like, he could score no, 50-something points. He can score 50-something points, but then if he hits the backboard once, Twitter's going crazy. Yeah. Yeah, they're going to they're gonna replay that Gatorade commercial again. <laughs> oh, no! <laughs> Ball game, bro. Oh, my God. I know, definitely, though. Oh, my goodness. It's so sad seeing the narratives of some um, some players' careers change like that because of the media. It's like, rip. That's just that's just how it is today. Honestly, you have to. Well, that's kind of scary. You have like NBA players have to live like this basically perfection, like perfect life, be liked amongst community. I swear, I I know some of them bring it upon themselves. Like Travis said, like PG talked, talked, so then he didn't back it up. So that's kind of on him. But I'm kind of worried that. Like a couple years down the line, Luca's gonna get a huge amount of slander if he underperforms in the playoffs. Even though he's still like what twenty, twenty one, twenty two, but like, people are gonna crucify him if Mavs go farther down in the playoffs and then he doesn't do well. It happens with every great player. Yeah, that's the thing. Yeah. Every great player, you get more criticism. So I don't know, they don't deserve it most of the times. Um, I mean. Does have anything else? I don't know. I think we're done, right? Yeah, it's pretty we, good. We've done all of them. Yeah, yeah, we I'm surprised no one mentioned Dantage. 
Luca for MVP. For what? No. MVP. Aren't the Mavs like sucky? <laughs> yeah, they're the eighth. The they're tied. They're only one game behind. They're only one game behind the Nuggets, though. It's crazy. That's just the Western Conference, man. Right. Oh my goodness, the gap is so so. I mean, Luca's had like a lot of bad games. I think. Yeah, it's, it's you had a slow start. start. You had a slow start. That's a slow start. That kind of kills yeah. it. Yeah, he's he picked it up lately, though. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I still believe in the Lucomania, but it's just not coming to fruition right now. But we shall see. It could change in the span of like two months. So Curry's gonna win MVP though. Oh, I really? Relax. I want that. Bro, just watch, bro. I think what do you call it for our predictions. I think I had the best prediction right so far. Kind of good, Jokic. Or no, no, no. The uh, me, Grant, and Shion had predictions, <laughs> and then. <laughs> Sean had freaking <laughs> Steph Curry, yes. and uh, Grant had Luka. Damn right, I had Curry, and I'll still have Curry. <laughs> Damn, Luka's not even in my top three anymore. I didn't even consider it for top three. I think the crazy thing is that even though you talk about the Warriors and Mavericks like being really bad, right? They're still only just one game behind the Nuggets. Facts. Yeah, but they're not doing the same thing as Jokic is doing. Like, yeah, yeah. Okay, I think, I think uh, my prediction kind of has the most potential to like actually happen because I feel like Mavs still have enough time to be able to make a top four push, but for a push to be a top four seed, I could see it happening still. So I feel like it's possible. Nuggets, feel like Nuggets a, they, they I don't know about the Nuggets up. being a top seed though. <laughs> they, they could, they could be a top three seed. And I feel like that. Did, did, you, predict top, did you predict top seed? <laughs> Well, alright. <laughs> yeah, but... <laughs> okay, but... Alright. Jokic, if he's averaging, like, basically what he is right now, right? Which is uh, basically a triple-double. He's, like, I think he's, like, just a few assists shy, but basically a triple-double. And they're, like, the three seed. I feel like that's enough. I really think that's enough. No, no, no. I, I definitely think that's enough, but I'm just... Like, I'm just talking about your prediction because you said that. Yeah, no, my my <laughs> prediction was, well, I had the wrong reasons, but it was the still like the right result, you know. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> um, I just hope Luca can get them to a top four seed so that I look smart. But I, I don't. Know. Um, I like how the center position's reviving. Facts. Yes. And bam, having that forty bomb. 41 piece game was oh I got so hyped so this is why he got a max I don't know if people were doubting him getting a max so what we paid for so I mean I'm so happy to see Bam play well and I just feel like once Cat comes back dude the center position is gonna look really really like how do I say it dominant force they already kind of were but B is playing like Kimolajan, I swear, and then you know Jokic is playing really good too. So it's just cool to see the big men play like this. They're playing better than uh like, it, it, like I I really don't know what to say. I'm like out of words right now. <laughs> but like um the centers are basically playing better than the guys we'd expect to dominate, like the Giannis's and stuff. I I, I never would have seen Embiid being the best player in the league right now. 
Yeah, me neither. Also, Shayan, you had the your your prediction for the Sixers was also pretty good so far. Oh yeah, bro. Oh yeah. Did I did I have them as a five seed? I don't even remember. I think you had them five. I had them six. I had them three, yeah, and that's still too low. You look smart, man. <laughs> that was a good. That was a good prediction. Yeah, yeah. that counter. And we and the key at three. Yeah, that was I look stupid. I, okay, I couldn't have seen uh, the heat being in a situation like this, but regardless. Yeah. All right, we ready to end it. Yeah. So thank you guys all for listening um to this episode. Uh, thank you again to Travis for coming on to the show. Do you have anything else to say uh, before we end off? No. It's my favorite podcast, and now it's an honor. <laughs> uh, thank you. We love Travis. We love yeah. Travis. I hope you can come back again. Um, so, yeah, that's pretty much it. Uh, follow us on Instagram uh, at swishcentral.mba, and then follow us on TikTok, swish.central, and we'll catch you in the next episode. Peace. Peace. Peace.